Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Doing it professionally for two and well, coming on three years now. Um, we had a dollar for every. Are we recording? Is we this are. on? We, we wouldn't need recording. the Indiegogo campaign. Yes. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Smodcast's morning show. Left Coast, West Coast, Tuesday in edition. <laughs> Tuesday edition. Um, I am your host, one of your co-hosts, Marty Yu. I'm joined today by the lovely and amazing Bill Waterson. I was hoping and that was going to be me. And then, there's, uh, and then there's Emily. I feel lovely and amazing Emily. this morning. We are tr- still... Obviously, struggling technically. Uh, By we, he means he. Me. Um, but we are going to make it through this with your help. Please join in the conversation at Nooner Dan Marty on the Twitter, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on the Tumblr, Tuesdays mornings at tumblr.com. And um, someday we'll get a webcam going. I'm, I still not, I'm still not convinced we're actually on the air. Uh, tweet in <laughs> if you can hear us. Uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> we certainly don't know what we're doing. Um, by the oh yeah, so anyhow, we're going, we're live, and here we go. <laughs> I have, did we just go live a second time? No, no, no. PDG just said yes. You did start with oh my god, this program sucks. <laughs> um, ooh, that's just one of those people what they're in for. One of those uh, off the air moments oh, yeah. that reveals the truth behind the scenes. Yeah. We hate ourselves. <laughs> No, I hate, oh, I was trying to use a soundboard program and I set it all up. You no, know, so you I were looking it, at your notes for today's show no, and was, you were like, was, "Oh my god, this program sucks." I was setting it all up <laughs> and the very first cue and it was working fine earlier in the morning, very first cue it crashed. So, nice. um, that's what you get for free software. <laughs> uh, what okay. do you want for nothing? Yeah. Rubber biscuit. Speak <laughs> One person got it. <laughs> no idea. Uh, okay, speaking of clusterfucks and snafus, <laughs> the yeah, this is my smooth segue here. The uh, there are uh, the Air Force. Uh, we are on the air. Yes, the Air Force was. Fun <laughs> is uh, over, guys. <laughs> they found this scandal where thirty-four officers were who are responsible for launching the nation's nuclear missiles. Every year they have to take proficiency tests to make sure that they understand the protocols and all the thingies mm-hmm. and the who's it's and the what's it's. Yeah, I saw war games. Yeah. So they on those exams that they were uh that they were taking, they were cheating. They were texting each other. The pro- the proctors would say, Are you sure you want to answer that? You know, and basically it's a huge scandal. It was like um the Chevy Chase uh, spies like us, right? Exam I-patch. sequence, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the and fake, uh, fake broken arm, right? And they're like, "You really don't need the broken arm. You can just, just ask me. I'll tell you." Right. Right. Getting warmer. So it was more like taking the um, motorcycle test, um, the, the safe motorcycle motorcycle tape safety test. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Except, and you're just, uh, uh, you know, you have you're blind and. Uh, they said, yeah, you're, you're good enough. You're right. good to go. You're you may to want to answer, if I remember correctly, when I was taking the test, you may want to answer this one. And, yeah, I mean, these guys have all, they run our nuclear arsenal. And you want them to be really proficient at doing that. Uh, and they faked it. Um, so fuck them. And <laughs> so that's being, uh, 
uh, looked at right now. And there, you know, we have over 5,000 nuclear weapons ready to deploy at you know, a moment's notice. So this, uh, and the people in charge of it are cheating morons. So this begs the question, why do we need nuclear weapons? <laughs> I thought it begged the question, why aren't I in charge of it? Yeah, why are, <laughs> give me the fucking button. No, but seriously, why do I we, am a man of integrity. I've we, never cheated in my life. Do we have global threats anymore? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, now, but, now they're like, now they're a guy with a suitcase exactly. bomb. So why do we need nuclear weapons? We can't send... To obliterate the fuck out of that asshole. Right, <laughs> yeah. And, and really, you know, nuclear weapons, there was a huge buildup to really say to the Soviet Union when it was in existence, do you really want to threaten Arms us? race, yeah. It's an arms race. And it's just like, you, you know, you just lay your big dick on the table and he, they lay their big dick on the table. and then Their you, dick wasn't that big as it turns out. Sure, but they still had enough dick to... To fuck us over to destroy the. Right, time to change the metaphor. Okay. Um, so we have no problems with Russia. You know, their their success and our successes are, are tied into. I'm sorry, my house is so cold. Emily is it shivering is like a like a newborn <laughs> cult. Oh, I have a few problems with Russia, actually. Yeah, but they don't have. What do you got against the gays, you assholes? Sure, but they're not a nuclear threat to us because you know we we right now there's so many we want. global corporations. That we can't because we won. Yeah, and same thing with China. Because we won. Their, mind, their money is tied up with our money. We won. <laughs> How about North Korea? We won. Okay, so North Korea, they do they uh, are they really a threat to us? And um, I mean, or are they just a big joke? Okay, <laughs> so do we need five thousand bombs to to take care of them? Um, Depends how lippy they get. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, five thousand bombs is going to destroy the world many times over. So. That yeah, that which I which I never understood. It's like yeah. I understand having enough to destroy a country, even though that's kind of an awful prospect. Bit of a dick move. But having enough to destroy the world five times over seems like. So what do you plan to do with that once you've destroyed the world once? Right. Yeah. And and say that yeah, and say a com- a country did launch a nuclear attack on us. Is the right response to then launch an attack back at them? Watch I mean, failsafe. Well, well, answer that the was that was sort of the, the conclusion in failsafe. Yeah, exactly. They said yes, in, according to failsafe, yes. Hmm. Um, we talked about this film last week, I think, yeah. uh, when we were discussing establishing shots. But it's this, it, it's this terrifying prospect where they there's a mistake, um, similar, somewhat similar to war games, but there's a mistake where where an attack is launched. On Probably because people Moscow were cheating on the Petersburg. tests. Yeah, a bunch of cheaters. Um, and then the American response was, we will bomb ourselves. We'll bomb New York. Like, we, we're trading New York for the mistake of the destruction of Moscow. Right, right. And the final scene is just all these, like, zoom cuts, still shots of people walking around New York right before the city is obliterated. Ah, you killed, you ruined it. it was just, it's in my Netflix queue, you It is not. <laughs> all right. You don't watch black and white movies. Uh, I watch. Unless they're made by Asians. <laughs> Where does that come from? I don't know. I just don't. I, watched, I just don't like you. I, <laughs> I watched Nebraska. I watched Francis Ha. Those don't count. But they're those are retroactively black and yeah. white. They're, they're modern films made with a kitschy sort of hipster black and whiteness. Fine. I watched the first part of. No, I only watched the, the last second. picture show. No, the first part of uh, the Wizard of Oz, and then I <laughs> right. uh, every every week. Um, yeah, so we are spending. Anywhere from twenty to twenty-five billion dollars to to maintain these weapons, and we, you know, we, and everybody's talking about fiscal responsibility. Do we? Is it really responsible of us to be 
spending this money on something that is only going that really doesn't serve anything. Yeah, why do we have so many? Like, would it kill us to get rid of half? Like, if we get rid of half of them, is everybody going to go, aha, they're defenseless? <laughs> yeah. Uh, now is our time to strike. Yeah. Right. So, For the world can only be destroyed two and a half times over. Because yeah. really, the, the big threats are, are terrorists, and nuclear weapons are not a way to combat them. So either divert that money. To- and hubris pride. That's yep. another big threat. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it's a military threat, but... Isn't I- it? Just think about it, people. Just, <laughs> is that so much to ask for? Um, by the way, Mike says um, that Independence Day proved that nukes are useless against alien inv- in- invaders. So, well, we, then really, then we, we really are wasting money, Jesus. right? So, I think that we need to change that. That's all. I do too. Yeah. All right. Solved it on the morning show. All right. You're welcome, America. <laughs> you're welcome, world. Um, do we have? And I, I suppose it would be a matter of national security to leak the questions, but I'm wondering how hard the questions are in no. the first place that they need to be I'm shooting sure. them. I would imagine they they should be quite difficult. Yeah, but, I and all they the should officers, be nuclear physics. Yes, I think they're hopefully more. Op- it's not they're uh, more operational. I think it's proce- procedural and hopefully it's not multiple choice or true or false. Yeah, and they they <laughs> if they score less than ninety, they that's a fail. You know, they they expect them to score hundred, which we do. We should, but yeah, but not with cheating. Um, well, no, actually, I would expect them to score 100 with cheating. Yeah, that would be really I would hope. Bad. That would be, yeah. That, I mean, so, that guy's got to go. So I've discovered If you're cheating, cheating and you're like, get a 98, you you're out, dude. <laughs> um, by the way, good morning to Darren and Yako and PDG and Yowl. Are you, wait a second, hold Joel? on. Are you giving Joel? out, are you giving, are you giving shout outs for free? Well, for now I am. Oh, okay. Enjoy these shout outs while you can. Because we are oh and, and hello to Scott and uh, Renee. This feels like romper room and every it's time. It's total romper room, romper room. But I'm and Chris. And that dude David, never saw me. She would look through the thing and buzzy Sean, buzzy buzzy bee and look through the lollipop and she and Drew. She never said. And at the time, I was going Tyson, by of course Billy. And she never said, I see Billy. I was like, how do you fucking not see me? I watch the show every fucking day. I'm like two inches from the screen. You don't fucking see me? <laughs> and I'm jumping up and down and screaming. Get it the fuck together. You got you need a new magic lollipop, lady. This I'm right explains so much about the way Bill is now. <laughs> this is exactly how I behave in all of my relationships with women. <laughs> Why are you ignoring me? I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. Bill, I'm ignoring you for the rest of the show. Uh, I don't know where Steve is, by the way. Steve just didn't didn't show up. Didn't say he wasn't going to make it. Classic Steve. Didn't answer. Ooh, points against the Krugs. Yeah, and didn't mention anything about the the Indiegogo campaign. So we are going to... uh, He's in charge of that, and uh, he has... You sure that's a wise maneuver? Well, he's the one who came up with the idea. <laughs> Sounds like letting cheaters push the button and, <laughs> on our nuclear weapons right. campaign. Well, I, fa- I failed the test, but <laughs> clearly. Uh, and um, so we're going to get that going. Well, we have uh, photos, T-shirts. Shout-outs. Uh, Shout-outs. You can, you can Custom sponsor. tailored Bill's Rants. You can sponsor an entire, an entire uh, episode, which will include a... <laughs> A personalized rant, and you can call in, and we'll have you on live on the show. $25 buys the opportunity to buy us lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so anyhow, we will get that going, and we will. Um, we would love just, you know, just to get everybody involved would be great, but also it would be great to get... Um, money. Money. Yeah, free money yeah. would be sweet. Yeah, because uh, we could get a webcam, we could get a, a fourth microphone that isn't taken from... 
an old karaoke kit, which is what I'm talking into right now. Uh, and give us some Mountain John. Oh, um, Philadelphia freedom. Yes, I do. Philadelphia freedom. That was written for Billie Jean King, actually. She played tennis, I believe. Uh, it, yep, yep. And yep. she is going to be attending the Sochi Olympics. Was, oh, that'll be tough for her. Was the freedom, was, no, she what, said, what kind of freedom did they want for her? Did uh, Elton John want for her? Oh. Freedom from sexual repression? Yeah, because well, you know, she had that famous uh, match against Bobby Riggs where right. uh, she destroyed him or beat him uh, in a big exhibition match. And it was a huge deal at the time because he was saying that he could beat any woman and, uh, at tennis. And <laughs> and uh, he did, and or she lost, uh, and or no, she won, and then oh, you know it was God, a huge thing. Straight. Sorry, <laughs> but so anyhow, the major, major moment in sports yeah, history. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So she is uh, attending as an, a representative, and of then the he US. beat the shit out of her. She's the, she's a, a U.S. delegate at the Olympics, and she was chosen specifically because she well, not specifically. I mean, she's a sports legend, but. I think it was a big sort of fuck you to Putin. So, yeah. 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 There was that, who's that lovely, there's a lovely figure skater who's very flaming. Apollo Ono? No, no, figure skater. Scott, Scott, Ham- figure Scott Hamilton? That's the only person who no, wears skates that young. I can name. He's oh, El- Elvis? He's not in the NHL. Elvis? No, <laughs> it's not Elvis. Oh. He's young, he's got dark Strike. hair, Strike. he's handsome. Uh, oh, Jonathan? Johnny Weir? Jonathan yeah, Quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Johnny... Goalie for the L.A. Kings. Yeah, and, and yeah, he got a whole lot of flack for going to the Olympics because he's very, very gay. And he said, you know, I'm an Olympian. This is what I do with my life. This is what I do with of my course. entire life. It's not his life. fault Russia hates gays. Right. Yeah, and right. I was like, I can't give up this opportunity that I've been working towards and, all my life. Right. And if he, wins the gold, if he wins the gold, it's a huge fuck you to Putin, too. Yeah, look at the... Um, it's, like the it's like the black athletes who performed in, in the Olympics in Nazi Germany. Uh, Jesse yes, Owens. Jesse Owens, and then there I think we should flood. I think we should Mexico send City, all our gays to Russia, and I think they should be as loud and flaming as they want. And I because think- okay, <laughs> here, you heard her here first. Emily wants to get rid of all the gays <laughs> in America. <laughs> Ship them out. <laughs> just just send them to Russia because uh, if Russia does anything, it'll cite an international incident, and we have enough nukes to blow up the world. <laughs> Plus, Five their winter over. fashion will be fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be kind of nice to say, I don't give a shit if you're a bigot. You're not going to stop my world. You know? Shaggy! Shut the fuck up! I actually think I, that is hilarious. But I also think it's a, it's a more powerful statement to be a gay Olympian who's victorious just w- without defining yourself as, as gay. Like, not, not being, like, flaming and in your face. And that, right, right, but right, right, I'm right. not saying... To right. dumb anything down, right. but to win, um, to, but to, to to be on the podium and the strengths of your athleticism, and then I, it, and as a side note, I happen to be gay, right? Versus okay. like I'm, I'm going to march right. everything can, right in your face you just so that you extract feel. that right. from the podcast uh, uh, because you, you weren't recording. No, 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 no. Uh, people can on a side note. Bill is gay. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> if you're reading between the lines, yeah. Uh, so you guys were discussing, so you're up for, a, a, someone offered you a part. Oh, this is such a sad story. Oh my God. It's an opportunity it's for It's a sad God's story that, that you were asked to be in a play Yeah, I'm gonna Yeah, I'm going to turn it around in a way that makes our listeners enlightened and you feel stupid. 
Oh, and by the way, I did press. <laughs> Always down for. For those listening live, I did press record. For those podding, you're welcome. And uh, for those listening live, at some point, Marty will rest his elbows on the recorder by accident. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, coffee everywhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a tiny little theater in Tokyo. Little Tokyo. Sorry, little Tokyo. <laughs> this, this is awesome. This, is all, this whole story is miniaturized. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Little Tokyo. A it's little a tiny theater. theater. It's a small part. <laughs> Emily's 4'11. <laughs> it's made for her. Yeah. The Japanese is going to love this story. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a tiny, little Tokyo, tiny part. Uh, the only there thing are no tiny parts. <laughs> the there are no small Tokyo. Only 4'11 actresses. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, the drive is ghastly, and uh, I'm really, and it, it doesn't pay. I think is another one of the huge. But I heard that you love the play. I it's all right. It's Pygmalion, uh, but the role is very very tiny. There's maybe 20 lines in the whole thing, two tiny scenes, um, and it's it's this theater company. I've had friends who've worked for it before, and they say just run. Like <laughs> okay, okay, that's life. that's one in the negative column. Yeah, um, I have and it's two so, questions. So, okay, so here's the thing: this is how tiny this theater is. <laughs> so before the show, the backstage area is the lobby. So right. the actors gather in the lobby and get ready in the lobby, and then when it's time for the to open the to open the house, all the actors scurry backstage into this dark corridor and wait in the dark. For the audience to come in and sit down, and the audience comes in and sits down, and then they all scurry back into the Ah, uh, free theater. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, here, I definitely do a list of pros and cons, and there are a lot of cons, some of which we discussed off the air. The, the commute is the commute brutal. Is um, some of the things you'll have to sacrifice that you'll miss out on because of the time commitment. How long is the run? It, uh, till April. It starts February 28th, goes through April. But here, that's I have two questions. That's a long run. Yeah. I have two questions to consider. First of all, how many cute boys are in the cast? Uh, as of right, there are four, only four men in the cast. How many, how many of them are cute? I know two of them. Henry Eggins? There's one possibility for cuteness. Okay. One. Gay or straight? I don't know. Oof. Gamble. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second point, you mentioned that somebody dropped out of this role, mm-hmm. and the run starts fairly soon, mm-hmm. and it's a small part, mm-hmm. and you've been asked. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been approached mm-hmm. for the part. One thing I think very few actors remember that they can do is that they have bargaining power, especially when it's free theater, when they're stuck, they're opening soon, they know you can do the part, and they've come to you. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned one of the big drawbacks is having to come to rehearsals um, five, six nights a week, something like that. Uh, He said he he tailors them. He was very eager for me to know that he tailors them to whoever is going to be needed that night, and he'll let people go when they're done, and he won't call them until they're needed. And because it's such a small part, I'm assuming that he's not going to need me very much. I would, I would find out exactly what his rehearsal schedule for you, what he intends it to be, because it might not be as big a commitment as it feels. Yeah, I'm aware of that. My main problem with the scheduling is, that, is the Sundays, because right. the, you cannot get a show off. You can't get a performance off, you know. Um, and it would, I would be missing every single Sunday between now and April. Well, what time does the show actually, when the show is up and running, when, is it, when do you perform on Sunday? One, in the middle of the day. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so that's every Sunday gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, so where are you, you going to make me look foolish? Yeah. Uh, well, you're <laughs> complaining about this like it's awful, but it's somebody's asking you, somebody, without having to audition, you're being offered no, a chance to perform. About, no, I had to audition. And um, I made a couple short jokes, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, I'm not complaining about the offer. I'm complaining about how difficult it is to make a decision. I just am not skilled in that department, that decision-making I, I Go back to the old list of pros and cons. What else are you Like a handwritten nice? list of pros and cons. I, not just thinking not. about it. <laughs> yes. I actually do have things mm-hmm. to do at night. Like what? See my friends is a big one. Uh-huh. And, uh, I write better at night. Uh-huh. Like as soon as the sun goes down, my writing improves. I don't know what it is. It's some sort of biological thing. And right. if, you, if you choose not to do this, do you feel like you, can, you will be productive? Well, don't feel, when you make a choice, you make a choice and stick with it. Don't, mm. don't belabor it. I say don't do it. But I would say if you're not going to do it, make a promise and a structure for your time to make sure that you're productive in the time that you would have been performing. Right. right. Find a good video game to play. Yeah. And, uh, but My roommate came back last night. I made a banner that said, Welcome Home, Ross, and I put it up over the wall. Because <laughs> he's been gone for five months. But Where uh, has he been? He's been performing. He was oh. at Taming of the Shrew, which I really wish I'd seen. Because I went through Supportive it beat by friend. beat with him last night, and I basically saw it. What's that? Supportive friend you are. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, and he brought home all of his board games. So we're going to start playing board. Oh, okay, oh and he runs Call of Cthulhu. So guess guess what lucky listeners are going to be getting oh. Call of Cthulhu updates. It's going to be awesome. I'll tell you all about what happens with the Shogash. They will be defeated. <laughs> they are <with> you. <laughs> Oh, well, that's see, then fuck the play. Yeah. <laughs> Cthulhu calls. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know why we didn't talk about this right off the top of the program. You know, because after all, this is one of the best 50 episodes of 2014. <laughs> yeah. uh, in no particular order. Uh, we, we, we forgot to cover the Grammys, the amazing Grammys. <laughs> did, did anybody watch the Grammys? They did- were on while I was doing quiz, while I was doing trivia. What, what, what do you mean doing trivia? We go to oh, bars want... and do trivia. Uh-huh. Pub quiz. Oh, see, more reasons not to do the play. <laughs> well, I could still go to pub quiz. But, you know, I had, to, I had to crane myself around to see the large screen to see what was going on. I was appalled that there was nothing appalling. Um, Macklemore won. It's appalling. Best rap album. What is, what is the backlash against Macklemore? That shit is fun. I think fun. it's that he's white. It's just that he's white. Really? Yeah. But okay. you're not allowed to say that because then you're a racist. You're a racist. Right. No, I mean... I can yeah. understand... I can, somebody, he didn't pick him. He didn't say... <laughs> I can understand. Somebody made a very good point uh, about the, the Macklemore backlash, and they said, we're disgusted that black artists have been making these exact same statements for you know decades, and no one's acknowledged them, and suddenly a white guy comes along and says it, and now it's, now it's topical. And gay, gay rappers have been saying the same thing for decades, and no one noticed them, but now a straight man has come along and made these points, and now we're listening to him. Did they not notice them because their songs weren't hits, because they weren't as good? That's what I wonder. I mean, like, I'm not a big fan of saying Because they're I gay and they're sounds... not good at anything? Because they're damaged human beings? Send them to Russia! <laughs> <laughs> According to Emily. <laughs> sounds like a, I think Same Love sounds kind of like a, a seventh grade essay. It's, it's funny, because... Uh, I, I mean, I, do, so I have been listening to a lot of hip hop, and and the stuff that I like tends to be. I mean, I, I kind of get off on on some of the West Coast mm-hmm. uh, angry, nasty stuff, you? and I kind of like. Angry? I kind of like the <laughs> nasty. Kind of like Dre, and I like. Um, I really like Biggie, and they are not yeah. too kind to some of these causes, right? Um, and obviously, hip hop has a bad reputation for homophobia and misogyny mm-hmm. and. Uh, just selfishness in general, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but the stuff that I tend to love is more that Native Tongue Family Nas, the stuff that far side, has kind of, yeah, far side that has a sort of a 
a gentleness and a and a, and a message. Yeah. Um, it, it, without or without losing its yeah, edge. a message. Um, uh, but it surprises me that yeah, it surprises me that some of these issues have been tackled in the hip hop community. I, I I'll admit that I haven't heard them. I haven't heard these cuts. I think one of the well, things you don't that, listen to music or new music. Yeah, that's I don't true. listen to new music. No. Yeah. Uh, I think I he does don't deserve gays credit for um, like the awareness of white privilege because like. Everyone's like, well, the black rappers have been rapping about white privilege for ages. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're black, which means you're aware of it. The problem with white privilege is that white people don't recognize it. It's one of the privileges. It's one of the privileges yeah. of being yeah, white. Yeah, because you're in, in power, you're the status quo. And I'm, yeah. I'm speaking to you, yes, both, <laughs> both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think he gets props for that. Also, Thrift Shop is fucking amazing, and I will. Is it? Never, I also think I've it's amazing. So good. I mean, who saw when you heard Thrift Shop for the first time and it was a blast and it was a fun cut? Who would have seen him coming out with a same-sex marriage advocacy track that was also a hit? Like it just seems like yeah. he was he was kitschy and fun and silly. Yeah, but he, I mean, you know, he seems like he had a, lot, fine he had a lot more fellow, to say. You know, a fine young man. And I did love. The, I didn't see it, but I I, I heard about the the. Ceremony where the song turned into wedding ceremonies for right. people of all different away. races and ages. There's this gay couple that was gonna kiss because they just got married, and it was two men. And as soon as they almost like touched lips, they cut away to Katy Perry. Oh, thank God! And I I'd was just like, "You gotta be shitting yeah. me! You gotta well, be shitting me!" I mean, did you win your pub quiz? Yes, we did. We did. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm going to confess it. There was a round about J.R.R. Tolkien and his <laughs> many creations. Aced it. <laughs> Me? Personally. I thought you just said the one creation. No, nothing to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, here's the thing. The I Middle don't Earth frequently creation. have much to brag about at pub quiz. Like, they often do sports questions, and I just sit there and stare blankly at the at the wall. And that's... By the way, speaking of sports, Darren wanted you to know that Jesse Owens was... Raised in Cleveland. He was not born there, but he, he grew up there. I actually didn't know that. And his middle name, Cleveland. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's actually built. Take that, name. you homos. I mean, you Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Smartcast you Morning know, Show. You, have you, I, I, can't, I can't remember the source material I saw, but I, it, it was a fascinating documentary about um, the, um, or maybe even you and I were talking about it, the Mari. Gay Nazis? The, the Nazi youth camps. And how they were all run by gay men, and they were just big gay parties. It was like being what? in Culture Club or something. Jesus, you um, a documentary about this? Yeah, what was it called? I, I can't remember. Um, but it was fascinating because it was, it was obviously the antithesis of everything that they claimed to to project. But mm-hmm. no funness, which is what you know. Every everyone who runs on every politician who runs on family values and fucks a secretary. You know, this is not news, but right. um, people in power present one thing and then do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I have no power and do whatever the fuck I want, <laughs> yeah. so I don't have to feel guilty about it or apologize to anyone. Woo! Right. Fuck you, East Coast. That's, um, that's called white privilege, there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Prince filed a lawsuit against 22 people that he said were uh, engaging in uh, copyright infringement. So mm. these were people on the internet who posted bootlegs from his shows, mm. uh, from his live shows, and he was saying that you know this is taking away from his money. Um, but like one of the websites says, uh, has the, uh, on it, you know, you can download a bunch of bootlegs on there, but it also has a, a thing says that says never pay and they're free. Never pay for unauthorized recordings, support artists by buying their official releases. So, uh, and so nobody's profiting from, from these, uh, bootlegs. 
what is your feeling about that? Like, Prince is all pissy about it, but these are people who love his work, who aren't making any money off it, who are spreading the faith. Right. I feel like live show, I don't know, I don't know, but maybe consider this. A live show, I don't think is... Belongs as, to the people. Yeah, so, not really. <laughs> but I don't think it's as bad as... Uh, like downloading the like the album, the the studio release. Just because, like, if you're downloading a live show, you probably either were there or you weren't there. And if you weren't there, you weren't going to be there. So it's not like you're missing out on money that like ticket sales. And usually, bootlegs suck. Suck, yeah. Yeah, they sound lousy. Uh, and you only listen to them if you want to get like you know a 22 minute rendition of a song, a fish song, and you're a big stoner, and that's the only thing it means to you. And they don't care about that stuff. But he's he is. He is selling official anything. releases yeah. of his live performances. They what? He is selling official releases of his live performances. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know that. Because if he isn't, then really who cares? Right. Yeah, exactly. I and and it's yeah. like, what worse way to alienate yourself from your fans? Yeah. You yeah. Don't sue them. Just be like, hey, cut me a check for 10 bucks. Leave it on your website, and then at least we can say on principle, you paid for the, you paid for the performance. Or, you don't need the money. And right. If it's just about the principle, then make it. Friendly, or, friendly to the fans. Or just make a statement that says, this is hurtful to me. Are you aware? Right, <laughs> you know? right. Or you could, uh, he could have better recordings of these and sell them. That's what I think. I yeah. think if he should you know, record his own live concerts I mean, these and days, make a really nice recording, sell them. Yeah, these days everybody... Uh, Webcast should, a concert and charge for streaming admission. There you yeah, go. Every, every artist should record every show mm-hmm. and just have it for a couple dollars on their website. Like, Solved, Prince. Solved yeah. here on the morning show. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> God damn it, we're good. You know what I found out this weekend that I'm still still shocked about? Hmm. You remember You're the gay. tune? Oh, oh, Sheila. Yeah. It's not Prince. It's not she- Prince. I thought that was Prince for 20 years. 20 plus years. I thought that was a Prince tune. <laughs> but its success is completely due to Prince. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a Prince ripple. I mean, he should be doing that show in his set. He should take that. He should uh, reacculturate that uh, into his own power structure. And here's ten cents for that word. <laughs> and now is ready for the world going to sue me for singing Oshila on uh, the podcast? Did they have any connection at all to Prince? Like, because like Sheila E, she was. I think her big album was produced by Prince. I think, or yeah. she she and performed she with Prince. Yeah, she used to play percussion with him live. Um, and I always thought that song was about Sheila E. But it, what, who is it about? Oh, fuck if I know. <laughs> Sheila Elderberry. <laughs> she used to work in the corner shop. <laughs> um, yeah, no ready for the, the world. Ass that wouldn't quit. I don't think they had anything to do with Prince, but they except they appropriated his sound. Right. But good for them. Sue them, Prince. Don't sue some jack off with a blog. Yeah. Uh, I have um, some media recommendations to people. Oh, uh, yeah, and I guess Prince... Darren pointed out that he's notoriously litigious. Um, so I just got a, I did a Kickstarter or participated in a Kickstarter for a, a comic book written by Greg Pak. Are you guys familiar with him? He did action comics for a while. Um, very, uh, talent, very prolific, talented writer. And uh, who I went to college with, by the way. And uh, he hooked up with Jonathan Colton. Do you know who he is? He's, an, he's a singer-songwriter uh, who made a zillion dollars writing nerd songs and and posting them on the internet and selling them for 99 cents. And he's like this great, he's a storybook, uh, like success. He's a poster child for, for internet success because he just does it on his own. He's not signed to a label. He just puts up a song. So uh, Greg wrote this this 
comic book based on his Jonathan Colton songs, and uh, that just came out, and it's called Code Monkey Saves World, and it's very imaginative, entertaining. Um, Is this the guy who did Monkey vs. Robot? Uh, maybe. I've actually never heard a Jonathan Colton song, oh, okay. but I was just supporting. Uh, it was a great, at the dawn of the internet, that was one of the first viral videos I ever saw. Oh, all right. Well, I, I would look it up, but I'm in the middle of talking. But. <laughs> <laughs> we also, I don't know that we have the internet capacity to actually look things up. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing about Prince, by the way, going back to Prince, is that he did that that sort of standing engagement at the um, the forum, right? the forum where he performed for like weeks and would just charge like thirty bucks a ticket, and so uh, I had friends who saw him, you know, four shows there, mm-hmm. and he, wow. yeah, and he, I mean, which is such a cool thing to it's do, generous, yeah, it's very generous, yeah. So, I mean, I it's like the Ian Mackay of, of the pop world. Did Ian Mackay? They insisted on only never charging more than five dollars for a show. In a oh, right, 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 right. So the, he's the. the How will they do with that? He's the frontman for Minor Threat, and uh, he's got a house, <laughs> and he seems happy. Fugazi. No, no, he was actually just Aww. interviewed on um, yeah, on a it. podcast. Oh, you listened to that? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, he's been. He's been. I've heard him on a few. Like he's on an NPR circuit now. Well, he's trying he's to sell guy. records, so he has his own record label. And he makes money that way, but he seems like a cool guy. Um, and then the other thing I would oh, say, there's a, there's a Korean movie called Montage that's really cool. I suggest that. Is it's, it all one shot? Uh, <laughs> no, that would be, that would just be a Anti-montage. tracking shot. Actually, no, I've heard, um, I've heard long uninterrupted takes referred to as French Montage because it's real life uninterrupted. Oh, well, this is Korean. And... Uh, <laughs> No, it's a, it's a so Korean montage is just it's a kidnapping montage. story, and of course, like I mentioned this to someone, they said, "Oh, like how many you know dismemberments are there, and you know rapes and live That's animal great. eating?" Yeah, none of that. There's no violence in it. It's just all a very tense, tense child abduction story. Uh, so I recommend that. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to recommend is S. That's this book that was co-written by J.J. Abrams. And, oh, I read about this. Yeah, so it's. So you get it, and it looks like a library book. It has like a, a duodecimal system you know, sticker. sticker on it, and, and and it has a school imprint on it. And then it's a, a a novel, the last novel of a mysterious, like Salinger-like recluse. Hmm. Um, but it, it's like an adventure novel. But uh, and it, it, that's been translated, and there are notes, footnotes from, by the translator, who, and there's he, that guy's surrounded in mystery. And then in the margins is a conversation between a grad student and an undergrad about the book and their lives. Oh my God! Very meta. And that yeah, is. I mean, and then also there there are postcards and notes and like newspaper Pop clippings ups. that are Pop just that are just <laughs> in the book. Wow! And so so you could lose them. So you can lose them, and there's no there aren't instructions as to where they go again. Oh wow! So if they fall out of the book, you're kind of fucked. So everybody has a unique reading experience. But you also yeah. can't you can't get that book at a used bookstore, right? Well, it, it does come in a box, so. It, but still, like people, like you can't get you know people can't keep their board games together. So there, the whole thing is a mystery of like who who this guy really was, mm-hmm. um, the the writer, and then the the personal stories between the two people 
writing messages in the margins. Oh my God, I love it. And it, it's, first of all, it's really difficult to read because yeah. there's so much text to, to track. And they, they try to make it easy by having the handwriting in different colors based on the time and... and mm. And, uh, Would you read it really twice? Good. Would you like read the the text once and then read the margins? Right now, that's what I'm doing. I'm reading the chapters mm-hmm. and then going back and reading the notes, yeah, and as opposed to the entire thing. So yeah, 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 uh, yeah. that's but, what I would have to do. Ooh, so you already? How far are you right now? I'm just in the just in the first third. I want that. All right, sold, uh, okay. sold, Marty. You. No, it sounds like work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is work, but it's also uh, he, JJ Abrams co-wrote it with a dude, um, but it's. It, very typical of him. That just he's really good at teasing mysteries. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I and hope he's good at resolving. I, well, he wasn't in Lost. But no. are there a lot of um, digitally generated lens flares? Yeah, yes, they're out. <laughs> they just pop out of the book. That's funny. I made that joke too. <laughs> uh, funny. Did you ever read Pale Fire? Uh, it's a Nabokov. No. Oh, it's, it's so what? good. Nabokov. Ah. Vladimir Nabokov. Or is it Nabokov? No, oh, that's the guy the police talk about. Not the police. Yeah, because the police it's, state, they're referring the, the to band. Lolita. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And uh, just like the so... old man in that famous book by Nabokov, okay. super pretentious <laughs> rock lyric. Yeah, but in "Don't Stand So Close to Me." Okay. Stand. So the you're police, allowed to sit. You just can't stand. Don't stand so close to me. In that started in the seventies and dissolved in the eighties. Don't stand so close to me. No, oh. not don't sit so close. Oh, to me. well, I was actually talking to Emily. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I read Dennis Lehane's uh, short story and play collection Coronado and enjoyed it quite a lot. Ah, gold star. I think he's Bill. the Mystic River guy. Yeah, Gone Baby Gone. Mm-hmm. I, I've only read this of his, and it was visceral and gritty and, and dark and very noirish. Sounds like something Bill would like. I liked it a lot. I, uh, In fact, I'm it's overdue right now the, to the library. Through the Narnia Chronicles, because I never read them all. Really? The Chronicles of Narnia, yeah. They're weird. They are they weird? Oh, weird. They're yeah. I remember them being. I remember them being pretty legit. Like, oh yeah, they go in the closet and then there's a world and the they lion are talks. Legit, but they, yeah, it, I get it. It's, it they're just very fanciful, and the the writing is very antiquated. Like I I love it, but it feels like it's it's a little it's not inaccessible, but it's a little stodgy. I think hmm. just after you know having read modern novels, <laughs> <laughs> just feels a bit. But I'm really enjoying them. They are really fanciful. Not enough swearing and dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the sex? Um, Look yeah. at the donger on that talking lion. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember loving it as a kid. And did you ever read the Susan Collins books? Huh. That, uh, or not Susan Collins, uh, like Madeline Langle. Uh, I love Madeline Langle. Wrinkle in Time. Now yeah. those are supposed to be weird, right? They're pretty weird, but they're great. Tesseract. They're great. Later appropriated for the Avengers. Yeah, Susan <laughs> right. Cooper. Susan Cooper. She wrote like Undersea, Oversea, and Understone. Um, and uh, I mean, it was like a five. The Dark is Rising. Dark is Rising. Yeah, I started. I started reading those, and actually, I think I was too young because the writing was. A little sophisticated, and it was just taking me too long. I had to look up every other word, and I was like, "God, oh, man, I'm, I'm stupid." And and romper room never call my name. <laughs> I'm right here. Billy's here for you. Rough childhood, man. Rough. But <laughs> Miss Marianne, please. Uh, what were the other? Didn't wasn't there a, a, a film version of The Dark Is Rising in in pre production for like twelve years? I, I think so. The thing is, it it doesn't really hold up upon rereading. Oh, is that true? Yeah, it doesn't. It's very slow and weird, and 
it doesn't have like the visual sort of There's impact about rings like metal rings yeah yeah and not that you'd wear on your finger but no no they, and they find them and right see you gesturing there Right. Yeah. Bill is making Gesturing radio iron ring, the, the universal symbol for iron rings. Which is very similar to the universal symbol for Iron Maiden fucking rocks. <laughs> uh, um, I, you know what I was also huge into, and I don't want to reread in case it sucks, um, is... Uh, the Adventures of Frog and Toad? The Black Cauldron, Taran, The Wanderer, oh, The Book of Three. I like those. Do you think those hold up? Lloyd Alexander. Mm. Oh, right, right. I hope those hold up. Uh, bard, the, the bard had a liar on his back, and every time he told a lie, the string and the liar would break. Oh, what a cute little what a pun! Caprice. What a great pun! Yeah, comic book resources. Yes, I'm familiar with this website. Oh well, they they just published the, the top ten fantasy comic books of all time. Go on. <laughs> what would you say? Fable. All right, Bill. Fantasy comic. Oh, well, I don't know. You don't. Let's define our genre, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Uh, does Sandman count as a fantasy novel? Oh, yeah. Would that? Because that um, should definitely be on there. That is number one. Well done. Boom. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I just I never got into Sandman. considering... Uh, what is wrong with you? Why, why are you what hitting me? What is wrong Ow. with you? The Gates of Hell, Sandman. Go to your room. The, the, Go to your room and read Sandman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Gates of Hell, Sandman, uh, or the Key to Hell, Sandman story, I thought was fantastic. Is that the one with Morpheus? No, Orpheus. Orpheus. Morpheus. Orpheus. Orpheus is. More like Dorpheus. Where's the key? It's in his butt. Um, <laughs> that's the one where where he no longer. Where I think it's Satan. Satan himself. Oh, no longer wants to. Mephistopheles. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't want to. He, like he cuts his wings off, and it's all mm-hmm. bloody, and just doesn't want to be the ruler of hell anymore. Right. And it's up to Sandman to decide who is. So all the gods from right. all the everywheres show up to make their case for why. They should be the Lord of Hell. Yeah, or or just to monitor it to make sure that spin off, spin off to Lucifer. Number Lucifer two was uh, Conan. Oh, I never that was from the it was from the seventies. Conan Ooh, the Barbarian. What about Bone? I wonder if Bone's on there. Well, That's got to be on. Uh, Elf Quest number three. <laughs> Have you nailed it? It is the it is the dorkiest comic book ever. I only, remember, I, read it. I only remember... I read it. You haven't read ElfQuest? I have not read ElfQuest. I wonder what your spirit name would be. Oh. What your wolf yeah. name would be. I only remember seeing it in the, in the stores every week when I'd go in. I never actually read it. It was written by this couple, uh, Wendy and Richard Pinney, and it's, it, like, it features these very cartoonish elf creatures with all like rippling abs and, and just like <laughs> tiny little fur vests that they wear and, and then all the women have big flowing hair and bodices and it's really silly but I read I read the first five or six of them I mean they're big books graphic novels you know like uh, and they're very silly a fourth was fables fables now, now what is fables I, I'm not fables unfamiliar. is brilliant everybody let me tell you a little bit about fables and why you should read it um, it's the story of, the idea is that the story of fairy tales is a real world. And the inciting, what happens, the inciting incident that happens before the, the comic book starts is that there's a great war in the fable world that everybody's getting demolished. It's sort of like a world war and the bad guy is winning. And so the magical creatures, or I'm sorry, like the witches, the sorcerers and the magic wielders decide that the only way to keep uh, some people safe is to open a rift into this world and bring fables into this world. So it's basically the story of refugees in this world. And it's so well written. They're in, it's like a, up to like 150 now. 
and it, he somehow manages to not drop the ball. There, are, that's you know, amazing. There are who's the writer? Uh, Bill Willingham. Willingham. Yeah, and uh, you know there are a couple issues here and there that are like this is I'm bridging like I you know like I'm working on another comic book I'm gonna have to throw you some filler like that does happen, but the over 150. You, yeah, yeah. He keeps it up. Most sincerely keeps it up. And, that's great. Uh, uh, I strong. It's so it's so purposeful. Like, right. I feel like with a lot of comic books, they sort of lose their purpose. Right. They're, they're just, just like, scrambling. how do we get to issue? You know, yeah. hundred or whatever. And uh, he like I feel like The Walking Dead has drop is is not never uh, liked it. Needs to it needs yeah. to close. Yeah. I, Too wordy. Um, but at hundred around one hundred and fifty, I say Fables is still still delightful. Like he's still got tricks up his sleeve, and I right. he feels like he planned the whole damn thing from day one, and he just knows where he's going. So it's the anti lost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Telos. Telos is number five. No idea. Don't uh-huh. know that one. Red Sonia, another one from the 70s. Um, sexy. Yes, very, very sexy. Lone Wolf and Cub? Uh, that's not really fantasy. I just thought it had a fantasy name. I never read it. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> it a, it's, a, a, it's like a samurai one. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's yeah what the fuck do I know? Warlord. Uh, nope. Mike, Mike Grell started it went from the 70s to the 80s. It's, it takes place in Middle Earth. Where Middle Earth is literally in the middle of the Earth, uh, I think that's <laughs> how it went. Yeah, uh, Dungeons and Dragons is a book. I guess they did a comic book series. Sure. Um, Cull from the this is from the started in 1929. This mm. is sort of like a Edgar Rice Burroughs type thing. Mm-hmm. Number ten, Demon Knights. Don't know it. It's a DC comic that came out a couple of years ago with yeah. with the demon. I think is the lead character. That maybe sounds vaguely familiar. All right. Well, oh, uh, Bone should be on there. What? What is Bone? Bone. It's a comic book. I know what by... Bone it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a fantasy to me. I know what Bone is. Um, Written by Jeff. I don't know. Look it up. His first name is Jeff. Um, but it's it's a comic book that it looks like it's for kids. Like it looks like it should be on the kids' shelf because it's about these. Cute, I know what you're talking about. Cute yeah. little creatures uh, doing funny little things, and they're all kind of wacky. And they have these very. It, the art looks like um, Pogo. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember Pogo? All right, right, right. And, uh, and it starts out with this very simple, innocuous storyline. But it, much like Fable, is you know somebody who'd planned the whole thing from day one and knew what he was doing. And it, it, it unfolds into a very elaborate, funny, fun, interesting, unpredictable world that uh, is definitely worth a look. By the way, it's past the, the hour. Uh, Bill, past. you had one job. Top of the hour. Well, we started at nine thirty. Well, well, so, is it an hour from when we start, or no, is it just whenever it's ten o'clock? It's the top of the hour. Is top People of who the don't hour. Have clocks well, now it's ten eleven. I said this, this past is completely top of the hour. irrelevant. Well, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta just do something. I actually don't have to do shit. Improvise a little, Bill. Fuck impressive. all of you. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> don't put me in a box. I do whatever the fuck I want because I am a privileged white guy. And fuck the East Coast. Fuck the gays. I'm just wrapping everything up. Oh, my God. We love... Uh, oh, I love come people. on. We love all people. Of course I do. I was making fun of myself for my earlier Rant. flippant... Uh, uh, and Putting myself in the shoes of the Nazis mm. and the Ruskies. Have you ever thought about writing fantasy? Yeah, I have. You have written fantasy, haven't you? Uh, no. Really? No. I thought um, See, I wanna... the screenplay of yours that I was reading had very fantastical No, elements. that's very sci-fi. 
spy. Yeah, get it right. There's a I huge don't difference. Know There's the a huge arts. difference between space yeah. and magic. Okay, and Star Wars is essentially. Fantasy, because they're very but it's little in space. science. But there's very little science in it. Well, maybe her thing that was in space, Did I mean, I didn't read it? read it. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Read it. Uh, I would love to make money writing fiction, and I was thinking, like, there's a new, um, there's a new genre of, of uh, literature that's called monster porn. Oh, I've heard about that. Ooh, I was going to invent porn. my own genre of literature. Or cri- Angry children's books. Cri- <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna write super bitter children's books, <laughs> and th- this is like cryptozoological erotica. Is, I've heard about. Yeah, and so it's basically. Wow, that sounds so unsexy. It's, it is. Tr- I haven't read any. Are you saying that come for Bigfoot is not sexy? Jesus. Bigfoot boy. Cryptozoological whatever. What did you say? Cryptozoological erotica. Erotica. It's like. Ugh, I feel like I'm in school. Yeah. So. <laughs> is that what you did in school? Basically, that's so many um, syllables. But oh, that, that's. I think Monster the, porn is like, right, yeah, I get it. Cryptozoological erotica. I was like, ugh, way to take all the fun out of but monster fantasy porn, dick. Monster porn is Makes for it guys. Sound dirty. Cryptozoological erotica is for women. It's for the book club, yeah. Fantasy dick. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah, so basically <laughs> it's a lot of Sasquatch porn, dragon porn. Uh, is it related unicorns. to tentacle porn? Mm, I don't no. think so, no. It seems like they would share a few yeah. but like, fans in common. There's a guy who's making like 30 grand a, a month. Um, this guy named, uh, uh, Virg- or, I'm sorry, this guy, this woman named Virginia Wade mm-hmm. made uh, three th- up to 30000 bucks a month on publishing directly on Amazon. Uh, what are some titles? Oh, d- she does the, bear- the Bigfoot porn. Yeah, she, that, was for, that was just for Come for Bigfoot. She Ladies did- and gentlemen, it's irrelevant whenever the top of the hour is, and you're listening to the Smart Coast Morning Show <laughs> on the Smodcast Internet Radio Networks. Uh, and I do whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want to. Oops. Did you just <laughs> press the button? Are we not recording? Yeah. Oh, your mic got just turned, <laughs> up, turned off. Sorry about that. Uh, I don't need a mic! <laughs> so there's Stacy and the Boys seducing Jennifer, which was then later retitled uh, to Jennifer's Anal Seduction. Jesus. And these are all, um, these are all monster things, Sasquatch I, stories. I fear for the, they're all Sasquatch stories? Yeah, she's... So if someone's getting reamed in the butthole by a giant Sasquatch dick? She's published a total of 16 books in the Come, Answer for, the question. In the Come for Bigfoot series. Um, and uh, Bigfoot, yeah, Big Dick, is that one of them? Making a zillion dollars doing that. Yeah. I'm doing it wrong. So how hard could it be to, to write monster porn? I actually read an excerpt, and it's god-awful. Yes? Go. It, it was just... The excerpt was, apparently the, the, the plot was a whole bunch of women go camping in the woods and have a sexual awakening with a Bigfoot. Mm. And like, the excerpt was something like, do you think there's something scary in the woods, Jennifer? Yes, it's a big giant dick. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it boiled down to. Here's, a, here's a, a line. From within the tufts of matted hair, the creature released a huge pale cock. That defied logic. You just turned on your dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it just started me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Bruno's trying to hump McQueen. <laughs> wow, this stuff is powerful. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a dog whistle in literature form. So, sadly, I had to put uh, Butternut down this oh. week. Yeah, sorry yeah, about that. So. Uh, but she led a great life, 16 years, and... Um, Oh, I told yeah. everybody about your key adventure too. Oh, good. Ooh, did that? How did that how end did that up? Turn out? I let's see. 
Oh, right, because you went, okay, so... So the keys were launched. Right. We're going to go break into the theme park. That's yes, the last, so, okay, yeah. I, Magic did. Mountain, I lost my keys uh, in this ride where it went upside down, backwards, and just the centripetal force, centrifugal force, just sent them flying. <laughs> Saw them. <laughs> Horrible story. So then after last week's show, my brother-in-law picked me up and dropped me, drove all the way out to Magic Mountain and dropped me off there. And I waited for. Wow, he didn't wait to see if you were going to find your keys. No, because I knew I knew I, I could. I would. Get, I had to get my car. I had to have my car. So either way, I would. I was stuck there. So um, and then I waited like an hour and a half for a response from Magic Mountain because it's closed on the during the the winter and during the weekdays in the winter, mm-hmm. and so no one's around uh, except for security, and they just are like eyeing me driving by. You know, and finally I get, um, I, I reached the office and they said, no, we couldn't find them. And what, well, can I look? No, you can't look. You need to be trained to look underneath a ride. Oh, Jesus. You know, the ride isn't even operating. Right. And so then they said, well, we'll, you know, we'll put it in our system and we'll call you if we find it. Then I wait for an hour and a half for the locksmith to come. So, and then it takes him two hours to, well, first it takes him like half an hour to break into the car, and you figure like he's got all this crazy like bar that goes down. Yeah, but he couldn't use that because it would scratch the windows. So he just like uses like like a, a greasy wire that he just found, like you know that's part of his kit. And he was trying to use packing tape, like that really hard tape, to go through the window and then pull up the thing. It's the lowest tech way to get into a car. And then after that, he had to. Um, then use my VIN number to, because it's all in computer now, and he had to carve out this key from, and it's also microchipped, and these all modern cars are like this now, so it's microchipped, and they had this long intense process, so it takes him an hour and a half to grind the key, and he's just like jamming it into to the card, and it won't work, and he's just like spraying shit and just like jamming it, and and it looks totally janky. And then it finally works, and then he has to program it. And he's like, yeah, the book says that usually this doesn't work. Like, his handbook says. <laughs> <laughs> so right now it's, it's getting dark. It's, it is dark, and, and it just... You, so, you called the wrong locksmith. Yeah. I mean, it took him two hours to make... All in all, it took him two hours to make one key. At any point, did you just raise a kerfuffle and say, I'm going in the bushes and looking for my that's, keys because the they're there? I want. No, I because I didn't want to get like arrested, arrested, banned and, from yeah, Magic Mountain. Yeah, I tased in in an, an abandoned park by security. <laughs> I just figured there are hidden cameras everywhere. Yeah. So it was like, and it was three hundred fifty bucks to get a goddamn oh, key, and Ugh. so it it totally totally sucked. If I can backtrack for a moment, oh, please um, do. The one Prince. and only Darren Husted oh. posted the eleven most disturbing. Monster porn titles available on oh, Amazon. Um, Mounted and Bred by the Merman is uh, an I underwater that was an classic. album by this indie band, the Merman. <laughs> Stolen by the Cyclops. Eh. That's not- the Horny Werewolf. I, they're not even trying. Yeah. These, these just sound like dance moves. Mated to the Kraken. Oh, oh. Ah. The Ape Men Cometh. Mounted and Bred by the Centaurs. I guess there's a series. Oh. There's a Mounted and Bred series. <laughs> Jesus. Frankenstein's bitch. Ugh. <laughs> Never mind. The horny leprechaun. Yeah, these, this is just these sound like drinks. These sound like shots. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or sexual moves. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Thank you, Darren, for that. Mating with the jungle tentacle plant? Way too long. Yeah. Doesn't... Plants aren't sexy. Do you think they pe- are when they stick their tentacles yeah. in your hoo ha? So <laughs> people are buying this monster porn yeah. by the handful. Are they reading it like for to get their rocks off? Like, is if it you illustrated? Get... If it's not illustrated, no, I don't no, get it's it. Not, it's not illustrated. If you listen, everyone out there, if you listen, is Hollywood calling. If you listen, <laughs> or if you read this sort of a, if anybody's read this stuff, let us know. You if you enjoyed it, let us know, and then moments later, kill yourself. No, no, let us know, and then let us know if you found it arousing, because we are curious who's out there. And then let us know what the fuck is wrong that's with you. at Nooner Dan Marty or <laughs> NoonerPodcast.com. Let, let us know what that is called in the DSM. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you have to explain what the DSM is for people who don't know. Uh, the DSM is a encyclopedia of psychological disorders. <laughs> yes, it's a... <laughs> Diagnostic statistical manual. Basically, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Fucking weirdo. No, you're not a weirdo. You, everybody can get has a different way to get their rocks off, and yes. more power to you. Yes. And we are we, sexual liberation for the weirdos. Unlike weirdos. Bill, Emily, and I are open minded and yes. welcoming to all. Bill is. I don't waste my time being surrounded by a bunch of fucking weirdos. What, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Who let you in Free the door? Coffee. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even offer. You just took. Yeah. yeah. That's my yeah. definition of free. You do what the fuck you want. We have a song. We have a sound cue. Look at that. We have a sting. Yeah, that was great. No, oh, thanks for the warning, Marty. I do whatever the fuck I want. No, that's me because I'm white. Oh, damn you, white privilege. <laughs> Um, okay. I don't even remember what we listened, what was the last one we, uh, Jesus. I suppose I should have done this, um, prepared this beforehand, but I was having technical difficulties. Okay, first letter is from Yari in Finland. You didn't even say, let's go to the mails, that you just played the song. I do whatever the fuck I want. Oh, but it's, you're, you're, you're ignoring the format. <laughs> Well, because normally I have to listen to your shitty political rants, you have to give me a heads up that we're dipping our hands into the mail sack. Only the only reason I have to say something. Bill needs a little warning. The only the reason I'm not prepared. <laughs> oh, he's getting a little misty-eyed. Somebody give him a hug <laughs> out there if you're listening. Give just just, just give a long distance hug. Uh, the only reason I would say something is to tell DJ James to cue it up. But now I don't need to. I just cue it the fuck up, and you shut the fuck up. <laughs> First one's from Yari. Hi, Marty. What did you put? Uh, what do you put in your coffee? Cocaine. Emily sounded very hyperactive in the end of last episode. Brow, zoom. <laughs> As she is right now, it's really kicking in. <laughs> and yes, cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah. Oh yes, Cain. cocaine. Uh, I have a question for you guys and gal. Uh, live podcast with audience have been a popular trend amongst podcasters. Murps, have you guys ever thought about taking the morning show on the road? All the best from wintry Finland. Does that mean that you put, like, you get in a house, you, like, bring people to sit in bleachers and listen to yeah. your podcast? Yeah, and yeah. Have a live, and like, people pay. And, no, no, oh, yeah, people, exactly. People, people pay? People, people <laughs> pay? See, I think it, we should do that, and it would be very, a very funny joke to have, like, an audience of two. Or, or crickets. Or crickets. Two crickets. Two crickets. <laughs> Or one, more likely one cricket, one frog. Yeah. <laughs> and 
and, also, and then they would get in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would we would narrate it live. Yeah, yeah. Well, cr- frog cricket did, lost. Frog ate the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Looks like Cricket hasn't given up yet. He's still wrestling around in there. Uh, Honestly, if we did do it, it would be as a a joke. And and if anybody showed up, it would be awesome. And it would be great. Also because none of our listeners are American. (laughs) If you're American and you're listening, let us know. Maybe we could go to uh, Nova Scotia or Newfoundland. I think um, we have a couple listeners. Or we can go to Saskatchewan and... Yeah, totally. Go to Chris's. Let's, let's Chris live Brown's podcast diner. from the kitchen of the diner while he's yeah. working. Yeah. Oh. Finland is the number one coffee drinking country in all of uh, Scandinavia. So Yari should know something about coffee. Yeah. But yeah. just in Scandinavia. It's not the number one coffee drinking country in, in the, the world. world. No, just, just in Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Yeah. <laughs> so of the four countries, it's. One of four. Got that one right on pub night. <laughs> quiz pub. <laughs> pub quiz. There we go. Got that one right on pub quiz. Oh, speaking of Chris Brown, good morning. Good morning, Merps. Firstly, good morning, Chris. Firstly, while we love Dan singing, it is obvious that what he lacks in skill, he makes up for in exuberance. So he does. That's one, way, one term for it. <laughs> But after hearing the end of last week's show, it's clear that we need to hear more of the angelic tones of Bill. No, of Miss Emily. Yeah, her, I don't remember singing anything. Her, but, yes. well, we did a little duet. Oh, we she loved No, no we did uh, the, oh. the, the, the Muppet song. Oh, we did Donzo's I'm Going to Go Back There Someday. Oh, <laughs> oh she oh. He truly does do whatever the fuck he wants. This he is, is so song. cool. Yeah, we did sing. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're awesome. We're pretty cool. Now to move Girls this like to me. a normal male sack. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And not just a male statement. For the, uh, for the play I'm in, I have to learn how to play the xylophone. I'm curious oh, um, to some of the weirder things that you've had to learn slash do while performing. Cheers. Lines. Chris Brown. Yeah. I've had to learn lines. It's always weird. Yeah. Uh, I had to do a front handspring for a, a musical once. And me and Mark Robinson... We're supposed to cross the stage doing handsprings, and he couldn't do it, and I showed him how to do it. And then in the la- on the at the show, I chickened out and did a cartwheel, and he did the <laughs> handspring. That's darling. I uh, I had to do what do you call it? Uh, silks. I had to do a little bit mm-hmm. of silk work, mm-hmm. like pink, I believe. Mm. When I caught a glimpse of the Grammys, oh, silk work. Wow. So Emily's comparing herself to pink. Yep. <sighs> um, I had to. Learn a coordinated fight sequence that involved um, disarming Satan and grabbing his pitchfork from him while wearing a backpack that emitted smoke because I was supposed to be on fire. That's right. I saw that commercial. That was a brilliant commercial. That was a pretty fun commercial. I saw it and in your reel. only a tenth of it ended up in this. I mean, we did a whole huge fight. They should do a behind the scenes of that commercial. And almost none of it ended up in the spot, which then itself didn't run. <laughs> That's too bad because I saw that commercial. You can see my hands. There's a, a, a commercial right now. I think it's for. Xerox, where um, there it's a an encyclopedia plant where they're print or printing plant, mm-hmm. and they're they're getting all these orders in for encyclopedias, and the presses are going crazy, and the people because all around. the encyclopedia salesmen need to load up, right? Going and out it, on the road. And it turns out it's because it, a little kid is pressing, you know, order, 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 order on a pad, <laughs> and this is very cute and very funny. But there's a there's a, a cardboard box and the tape goes, you know, it just goes slap it across it. And uh, so I was, th- those are my hands slapping the, pa- the tape across it. 
And it seems like a pretty trivial thing to do, but it was like the last shot of the day. Always the worst shot. Always the worst shot. And then they're setting up around it and they're like, you, you're going to close this. Uh, you, you know, I had no choice. You know, I was hired to do that. And they, uh, they wouldn't let me touch it. They were, because they were getting it all arranged and they're like, okay, everything's set. Everything's good. All right, let's bring him in. And so I'm like, all right. And of course it went on crooked because I, I had no access to no frame of reference and and i'm at a weird angle and no chance to rehearse it yeah and they're just like fuck you know and then like there are 30 40 people just like pissed off at you because you couldn't even put tape down on a cardboard box these fucking actors and yeah so well that's not really acting is it no (laughs) no but that's why that's the thing these fucking act quote unquote actors getting paid more than us to fuck up a, a shot that we set up so um, I did not learn that very well, but I got, I got it on the second take. Yeah, can we do a list of the things we didn't learn? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lines. <laughs> Lines topping the list. I hope that answers your question. Uh, I would love to know what play you're doing, and I hope it sounds... Yes, tell us. Yes, tell us what you're doing. We are and, interested in you. And see, give us the, the uh, discount code so we can get tickets. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come see it. Um, we will do a live podcast from the audience during your show. Yeah. <laughs> I just hit the microphone with my glasses when you land. <laughs> That's what we have to do is we have to go to we have to go where there are other audiences and just set up our mics and start <laughs> doing a podcast. Audiences. Speaking of which, uh, Lou moved to suburban New Jersey and offered her house to broadcast. Hey from. now, oh, fuck the East Coast, the destination of our dreams, the land of Chris Christie. I would totally go there. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and tell them to no, fuck themselves no. in person. By the way, no, we love Lou. Thank you, Lou, for offering. Yeah, that's uh, very sweet of you. Mark Hollingsworth. Hollingsworth is an, is another American listener. Well, I guess Lou's not American, but she lives in America, um, and he lives in California. Bring no. It. Yes. So, all right. Don't pay your red light traffic t- or not your red light your uh, uh, camera camera tickets. Don't pay them. Okay. Why not? Uh, because well, in Los Angeles, I don't know if he's in Los Angeles because they're not enforcing them anymore. All right. Good to know. I wish and I had that Darren, 400 bucks back. Darren says that Finland is actually the number one in the world um, for coffee consumption, not just Scandinavia. Oh. And so, Thank yeah. you. And that's a much you, more interesting fact. And you can look on the Tuesday's Morning Tumblr if you want to see a link to that actual fact, because that's what Darren does while we do the show, and we're very grateful very to him very and Tyson man. for doing that. Um, yeah, and I assume that's per capita, because there aren't a lot of people yeah. out there. Bryony writes in, uh, dear kindly merp folk, sorry to be a Debbie Downer, but I just got rejected from my dream job pre-interview, which I spent eight years of my life training and studying for. How do you get through disappointments? Emily, I need your wisdom. Cheers from the Bristol-based... <laughs> Emily's con- wisdom? Yeah. I, was, I haven't gotten through a single disappointment in my life. Right. Cheers from the Bristol-based contingent. still upset about not being waved to on television. <laughs> She wants to know if there are any other Bristol-based morning fans out there. Bristol, by the way, is notable for being the hometown of Banksy, um, a long, depressing role at, at the uh, center of the UK's slave trade, um, historically. It's also known for the Bristol Stomp. Kids at Bristol are sharp as a pistol when they do the Bristol Stomp. And it's fam- really something when they got the pump oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, exactly. the Bristol stuff. Hey. Uh, it's also famous for riding to keep Tesco Express off one of their favorite streets and oh, Portishead. As well. Right. we'll get to your singing thing. I wasn't later. singing, I was just thinking out loud. <laughs> also, I believe Steve Merchant is from Bristol, is that right? Sure. 
Let's say that. Get Let, the oh, fuck down. Let's give him to him. Bill. Bill. <laughs> get, get down. Get off of Emily. Sorry. Sorry. Well, you are not a Sasquatch. Go away. How are you dealing with that disappointment, that's Bill? That's the Bristol stomp. I have... My life is full of disappointment. Everybody's life is full of disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I heard an awful. Um, there was a, uh, a great. And by the way, Brian, I'm so sorry. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, sympathies. That's that terrible. is brutal. It's not terrible. You will find something else. You will. But what we don't know it's is disappointing. She she was trying for to to be uh you know the prime minister of England, right. a monster she's, porn writer. Yeah, she's like I've been writing eight years. I've been writing this my manifesto and. I tried to file to get on the, uh, the the ballot, but they rejected me. Or worse, she was trying to be the queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should be queen. Here's my manifesto. Uh, it's no. tough. Don't cause... I get an interview? No. <laughs> <laughs> this this is particularly tough because she spent so long preparing for it. It's one thing It's one thing when you have those disappointments where it, an opportunity crops up and it doesn't go your way. Yeah. But did she say eight years yeah, no, of that preparation? Sucks. That's just... But I imagine that if you invested eight years... That there are more than one. There's more than one op- thing you can do, and there's more than one job opportunity. I mean, it's probably not queen where there's only one queen. Right. Hopefully, it's a, a you chose a profession where there there are multiple opportunities. opportunities and and perseverance. I mean, that's what you have to do. Just, yeah. There's a clip that came out of Sundance of a, a driver using a GoPro while he was um, driving Mandy Patinkin mm-hmm. to a screening or something like this, and he allowed him to do an interview, and he was a very gracious. Uh, of, of him to allow him to do that and he was great in the interview and the guy brought up um, uh, Princess Bride which you know you could imagine if it was like 30 years ago you're like oh god everybody get over that fucking movie it was yeah. one movie one, but he was just oh god I love it when that movie comes up because I get to be a part of such a great thing and all this right. stuff and they start quoting line like saying lines from the movie together in unison and stuff oh and my name is, is great. Montoyo yeah, but, prepared to yeah. Die. and the kid nails it because the kid's like the hugest fan it was just really cool but um, he asked him that super vague super annoying question any advice for people who want to be actors out there which is mm-hmm. like oh come on man like to, ask a more specific question yeah. but Patinkin basically says um, you have to be prepared and comfortable with the idea of having a lifetime of disappointment. Yeah. yeah. And I am I certainly my career is not where I hoped it would, would be mm-hmm. when I decided. And you couldn't put the actor. tape in the box in the first take, you fucking uh, hack. Well, that's the, the, I think I got Acting blackballed after that. Right. So um so I don't know Yeah, I mean I, I wrestle with it all the time of like daily. What daily what what else could I possibly do? Right. And Right. Um, I had 412 positive reviews for my performance in Lost Planet, and I've had one video game audition since. It's right. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like I haven't worked at it. I've sent out notices. I, I you know, I contacted casting directors and, and producers of video games. I jockeyed a relationship to get a great voiceover agent, and I've been working in that relationship to make sure she knows I'm out there and doing stuff. And, you know, the WGA award for Lost Planet, it's like nothing. Did you read uh, But you, but you do. keep doing it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read that Bill Watterson comic that I put? It's a, it's a. Yeah, I'd read that before, but I actually had read that speech in its entirety and written him. It inspired me to write him a letter. That speech is amazing. So apparently, Bill Watterson, not the one, not the handsome young man sitting across from me, but because the, uh, that's me, you know, that has nothing. I have nothing to do with Bill Watterson. It's weird that you would mention that. But the writer, the creator of, of Calvin and Hobbes, uh, gave this speech to a graduating class, Kent State University. Kent State University, and uh, he he just had. Some really lovely advice, and I and uh, another uh, comic book artist whose name I apologize I've forgotten did he illustrated it in the style of Bill Watterson, 
And he basically illustrated the story of his life, which was to give up a a well-paying design job to stay to stay at home with his children. As you know, and this is so that's what Bill Watterson did. He was working at a at a uh, like a grocery store or something, writing Mm -hmm. or doing like celebration Mm -hmm. um, cartoons and comics and stuff, and it was killing him. Right. And and so this artist uh, picked a part of Bill Watterson's speech where he basically said one of the problems that we have is our definition of success, and we think success means money and prestige, and that's the right. only way we can be happy. And that and that you're always looking for that next thing, and and you're never going to get you're never going to you're get, going to get to that place that you feel like you're driven to to constantly be going. And the most important thing is not to strive for all these is not to strive for um, anything. It's just what you must strive for is to find what makes you happy. Right. And it, and if you invested eight years uh, working at something and at one thing and you didn't get that one thing, that doesn't mean those eight years are wasted because you, right. you're, you gained a lot of skills in mm-hmm. that and you know perseverance and you can probably turn that into something that will, or you have to look and say, what's going to make you happy? Right. And uh, just read something for this me, morning. it's podcasting once a week for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I read something this morning uh, that a friend had posted, a musician friend. It was the anniversary of his um, having opened for Duran Duran, and it just opened up all these thoughts about him because uh, the, the, basically the phrase that he used was all of these experiences are like branches on a tree, and they're, they're, all, they're all alive and they're all part of you. Um, and it's not some past that you have to get over. It's not some failure. It's not some mistake. It's just it's all part of all part of who you are, and all of that continues to grow together. And it doesn't hold you back, and it doesn't, you know, some of it roots you, some of it reaches. Mm-hmm. He didn't go into this ridiculous tree metaphor this far. <laughs> um, I just realized no, that no, no, I'm caught going. in mid sentence and don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I'm trying to make it mean something. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, I think I finished. <laughs> In short, we support oh, you. Oh, you just—you just, you are a tree. You, you are a tree. You are a tree, and you continue to grow strong and tall. You and just reach disappointed Bryony again. <laughs> but also, people who are very successful also experience failures and disappointment, and right, and yes, absolutely. You're not alone, or or behind. Isn't is there a song that you can sing that would support that? You're not. Oh, alone. you're not alone. There is. How does it go? You're not. Uh, 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 There's a "You're Not Alone Anymore" song, isn't there? Uh, you're climb every alone. mountain. I don't know. Oh, no, there's a traveling <laughs> Wilbury song. It's a traveling Wilbury song. Forge every stream. Isn't it Ford every stream? I don't freaking know, man. <laughs> I was in that show when I was like seven. Aww. Just one. Were you the one who, who like cuddles at the bottom of the stairs and no. believes in so you? Long. Yeah. I, oh no, no, that's oh, Gret- Greta. 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 The time. Oh, the time has come for me to you say good night. So long, farewell, beautiful <laughs> in this context. No, but it's no. a lovely song, very, yeah. very beautifully sung. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Our last email comes from Jared. Morning, Murps. Not that this is a huge sports cast. How dare you? How dare you? Marty spoke uh, confidently about the the NFL playoffs a couple weeks back. Yeah, and um, I was shocked. But how about some Super Bowl picks? Go on. So I have this friend named Sam, and uh, his father. That's a fake name. Sam. (laughs) No, his name is Sam Levine. He's very nice. Uh, Oh yeah, we all know Sam Levine. He's also well from Sam Levine from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so he's on the, uh, the Kevin Pollack show. Yes, he is. That's yes. how I know him. Yeah. Um, Do you know his girlfriend? I right? know. Yeah, Jamie. Uh, no, wait, not Sam's girlfriend. I don't know. Sam's oh, girlfriend. you you know uh, Kevin Kevin's Pollock's girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, so he has this uncle, right? Who made a living. He had this firm where he would give sports picks, and if he wasn't 100% sure he wouldn't give a pick, but you would give him uh, a set fee, a flat fee, and he would give you all of his picks. Mm. He, was, he guaranteed about an 80% success rate. Wow. And so Sam talked to him at the beginning of the season and said, you know, who was going to be in the Super Bowl? This is at the beginning of the season, mind right. you. And he said, I would bet my life it will be the Broncos and the Seahawks. Right? The Seahawks. Yeah. Right. Okay. yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh, <laughs> And uh, so Sam bet a good chunk of change at one. Wow. So he said to him, all right, so now who's going to win? And he, and it was, uh, he said, I'm pretty sure, not that he's going to bet his life, but he's pretty sure it's going to be the Broncos. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I There's mean, the, the thing is, the, it, it's, it's a great and amazing prediction, but it's mm-hmm. also, these were the two number one ranked teams. Oh, you know, really? going into so it's not the that season. impressive. <laughs> but the, but the other thing is, it's very rare that the number one, the two number one ranked teams mm-hmm. make it to the Super Bowl because usually there's an upset, you know, right somewhere along the line. Right, you kind of so, hope for an upset, don't you? Yeah, sure. But it's also it's also exciting to see the two number one teams go head to head. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, and it's also exciting that. Um, they're such they 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 have such different quarterback philosophies. It's the old guard with the pocket quarterback and the new guard with Russell Wilson, right. keeping the play alive and yes, right. using his legs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited to see who wins. And I, my I would prefer I, I I'm rooting for Peyton Manning more than I'm even rooting for the Broncos, and I'm not rooting against the Seahawks, but I'm rooting for Peyton Manning just because of the comeback he he had. So many issues with his neck, and his the Colts were not loyal to him, and they just dropped him. Mm. Um, and he found second life, um, and he's put up record numbers late in his career. I just think that's I think that's a much more interesting story. Right? That is a good story. I could I can get behind that. And yeah. people have questioned his his ability in big games to to. Well, he's won one Super Bowl. Yeah, so. which is ridiculous that people yeah. still question that, yeah. but they do. Uh, I think it, it's going to be a really, really fun game. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be cold, probably, and which is always it's always fun to I be in California like, watching yeah. <laughs> watching yeah. cold. I football. do like weather games in football yeah. a My lot. My brother told me because he's huge football fan, and we're from Colorado, so he's totally stoked. And he said that the that the ticket prices are just plummeting because nobody wants, no to, wants be to be in that cold. In that cold, they made an open air stadium, which I'm not sure was a wise idea. Oh, it's it's fun. It was pre polar vortex, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be the Seahawks. I think I think there's going to be a shit ton of injuries. I hope not. Uh, the hard, the ground's going to be hard. Uh, yeah. the, the They're going to be cold. Traction's going to be rough. Uh, Seattle's defense plays extremely young, hard, fast, yeah. and physical. Yeah, yeah. And you got some some veterans on the Broncos who I think are just going to get racked up. Yeah, it's mm. going to be a, a, a very exciting game. So I mean, that, that Niners Seahawks game they didn't need like a triage on the sidelines for how physical <laughs> that game got. Yeah. Yeah. So football physical? No. Yeah. But you think it's going to be Seahawks? Yeah, I think they're they're just they're uh, Pete Carroll. Is the defense or the offense? Uh, both. I think Pete mm-hmm. Carroll is a great great coach, and I think the um, uh, their defense is fantastic, and they have a, a decent offense that I think that could will do well. You know, they're, they're just they're good. Um, 
So how's the, anything new with the, on the lady front? I'm not discussing that on this podcast. I already said I wasn't going to be No, discussing. no, I thought you meant last week's podcast you were discussing. I'm not discussing it. Okay. No, People are podcast. dying to know, yeah. He this, goes and this. talks about it on NPR. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Terry Gross know. always gets a scoop on me. <laughs> you don't know Loveline, Sunday nights at 7 p.m.? Um, My brother works on that show. <laughs> does he really? Yes, he does. What does he do? I was trying to make up a generic love show. The, uh, <laughs> I didn't know there was one. Loveline? Are you kidding? That's been on since like the for like 80s. twenty years, twenty yeah. over twenty. Yeah, years. nearing thirty years. Yeah. Sorry, I don't turn to public radio. For it's not public radio. It's it's like it's uh, AM. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's FM. It's, yeah. yeah, they it, had a they had a television show on on MTV in the nineties. Yeah. What's your what's your brother doing? He does the social media. So if you go to the social media, everybody flood the Loveline social media and say we love Rune Kincaid because I don't want him to lose his job. <laughs> <laughs> Because the, the company changes hands all the time, and every time they do, they always look at every. They always look to cut the chaff, and oh, there you go. My brother is not chaff. Damn He's it. wheat. Yeah. He's wheat. So. And what does he say about Doctor Drew? He he likes him. He's a good guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He seems like a pretty good. He's guy. He's very stressed out because he's sending three triplets to college. <laughs> he's got zillion three triplets. Dollars. That's nine kids. No. He just says three triplets, triplets is nine yeah. kids. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He's sending guys. Triplets three triplets to is nine kids. I, I know, but it we is. know what she meant. And that's I'm talking about what she said. Wow. This is, there's a permanent record of everything we've said, including all of my homophobic rants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's about time we stand up and be responsible for the things we say on the show. <laughs> Somebody does a clip reel of me being like, nigger, gays, fags, fuck these guys. <laughs> wow. I think you just made it. Yeah, there <laughs> it is. Yeah, so uh, he has three boys, right? And um, that's, that's a lot. That's, I think it's three girls. Um, oh, that's not an episode of the Jesus Brady Bunch waiting Christ. to happen. Which yeah. is it? Is it both? <laughs> is it both? Now I have to look it up. Sorry. Uh, so, we have to vamp. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's really important. Who are we even talking about? Who has these triplets? Who are we talking to? <laughs> um. <laughs> Where am I? Is it's this Dr. purgatory? Drew. People listen. <laughs> People listen to our show for the facts. Am I being judged? Yeah. <laughs> Two boys and a girl. Oh, okay. We're These both are... right. Okay, look at that. <laughs> These are Dr. Drew's kids we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got a job. What's he worried about? He's got several jobs. Yeah. yeah. I thought we were talking about your brother who was on the verge of being fired who had three kids. No. Who had nine children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really sort You know, back Jesus, in the old how, days... How do we communicate anything at all? <laughs> I was just reading a book about... Uh, I started reading a book I about the true story or the secret history of Marvel Comics, something like this. Mm-hmm. Gorgeously laid out book. I'm not sure yet if it's strong. I've only just begun it, but... Uh, Goodman, the head, the, the, the original publisher in the in the '40s, was one of 13 kids to an immigrant family. That oh. just seems like it would ravage a body. 13 children. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are there are, can, are there even people strong enough to have 13 children anymore? I wonder if the Absolutely. last one had any genetic material at all. Like right? Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Colbert is the last of 11, I think. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they were super they... rich. No, I don't know. He's. I don't think so. Anybody in Charleston's rich. No. Oh, there you go. You really got to compete. It's like no wonder he went into entertainment. You really right. got to compete to be noticed. Right. Yeah. For yeah. attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so where did he meet her? I'm not discussing my love life <laughs> my on, the, on the radio. <laughs> it's fun for me. <laughs> or, Is it you know, a her? I'm, yeah. like, uh, I'm what's, like... What's his name? I'm like LeBron James in free agency. Is it's he taller a, than you? It's off, yeah. off topic. Mm. Um, and what did you guys do on your first date? Um, I don't even remember our first date. 
But That's it, not true. I, it's also none of your business. Away. I'm chipping away. <laughs> yeah, we're getting it's little working. tidbits of information. Yeah, because I don't have a social life, so I have to, or dating life, so I have to live it vicariously through others. Mm-hmm. So, Emily, where'd you meet him? <laughs> I you keep to- running into cute waiters, and I have no idea how to let them, like, I have no idea how to flirt. Oh, that's that should thing. be easy. I don't know Because every guy hits on every waitress and it's awful. But if you flip that around, it's the sexiest thing in the world. Do you speak Elvis? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your elf question name? <laughs> uh, are you familiar with monster porn? <laughs> Or zo- what was it? Zoological. Zoological erotical. Zoological erotical. Will you be my Bigfoot? <laughs> oh, that actually is a good pickup. It's going line. a little far. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So everybody tweet in how to hit on cute waiters. That's so easy. Especially because the, one of the cute waiters was wearing an Iron Man shirt. Being acknowledged as a human being when you're a waiter is amazing, let alone being flirted with at all. I can't flirt. I can't flirt for shit. Just ask him about the Iron Man shirt and what's yeah. under it. You just say, that's a cool shirt. I really that's like it. That's a cool shirt. I'm going to make a note. Yeah. That's a, cool a girl shirt. that likes Iron Man who talks to a waiter like he's a human being and not a slave, I mean, you're in. Hmm. And then you say, then you say, um, is that for the movie or the comic book? It was distinctly for the comic book. Because no one, no one wants to date a waiter because because he can't take care of you because he's a fucking waiter. Okay. But everybody wants to date a waitress because guys want to take care of women, and I'll take care of you so you don't have to work this shitty job what, anymore. What restaurant lets their staff wear T-shirts with comic book characters on them? The Marvel, the Marvel Diner. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Disney Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's in it's it's on the it's on the Third Street Promenade. Let's go there and set up our mics and do a live podcast. Beanery. Somebody's beanery. Bar- Barney's, Barney's beanery. beanery. Barney's we're gonna beanery. do a live podcast from Barney's beanery, where, in which we watch Emily hit on this waiter. You got it. Yeah, you guys got to be my wingman. <laughs> See how well I can hit on him with a tweet microphone. in live tweet in. <laughs> oh, yeah. to okay, assist we, in the flirtation. Yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do like a hidden. You know, we'll do an no, earbud. It can't be hidden. It can't be no, hidden. No, we'll just set these. We'll order yeah. some wings. We'll set these fuckers up yeah. right on the table. Like so, and go. <laughs> All right, Emily, I need you to say, do not mention the Silver Age Iron Man. Do not mention Silver Age Iron Man. <laughs> um, do not ask him if he uses bags and boards. Um, uh, bags and boards. Oh, that's a podcast on the network. Is it? Bagged and boarded. I don't know the reference. I'll be honest. Uh, you put your comic books in bags and boards to keep them oh, free yeah. of okay. dust and all of other detritus. All of mine are um, taken care of in that, in that manner. Mine are as well. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to brag. <laughs> See, just do what you just did there. Do that to the waiter. Yeah, and use that little flirty. Of course, he probably got the Iron Man shirt at like Urban Outfitters and doesn't even know what yeah, the fuck it is. Have you ever like met a stranger and and like had some enchanted it, evening? Gotten, had them ask you out. You will meet a stranger. Yes. Yeah. And have you gone out with them? Yes. And how did how did that go about? Very well. But but how did that come about? I guess. Why aren't I was you with him now? A uh, Marvel Zombies hoodie. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking into the cafe, he said, "Oh, nice hoodie." And I didn't even know he was talking to me, so I like went in, and the door shut. And then like while I was there was a glass door, and while I was through the door, I went, "Oh, he could be talking to me." And I turned around and I gave him a salute. And then uh, I went and I ordered my stuff, and he was sitting at this table when I came back, and he was like. You got to come over here and talk to me. <laughs> there you go. And I and just I, do that we, to the waiter. We talked about we talked about comic books extensively, yeah. and I schooled him in comic books, which I think 
gave me a lot of points. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to be emasculated when you're meeting a woman for the first time. Well, he no, was just saying that's some impressive. St- he I'm was kidding. just saying some stupid shit needed to be put in his place. Not emasculated, <laughs> just schooled. Uh, that might be the definition <laughs> of emasculated, actually. No, you can do that to anyone of any age. So the, but see, he said he started off with exactly what I said. But he, he started he off was, with nice. He was extraordinarily confident, very, very like maniacally, uh, <laughs> maniacally. Egos. Oh, I think I know who this is. Young man. Yes, you do. Okay. Um, and uh, like, I don't have that. I am so shy, especially when it comes to boys, because I'm, uh, I just have no faith. There's right. an adorability oh. to that that women can get away with that guys can't. Like a shy guy is like. Grow a spine, get a real job, and take care of a woman. But a, a shy girl is like, oh, this is adorable. I don't, know. I don't think I can pull it off. Emily, it That's helps. exactly how you're going to pull it off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you, you, what you, what you perceive as your weaknesses are strengths. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, uh, but if you, a girl, a woman, all, just one little um, sort of, you know, casting out is like a huge opportunity for a guy so all a girl has to do is just say hi and the guy will be like oh right. so let's get married doesn't you know? work with right. me that way because well, but you we didn't all say operate on the, the, the assumption that every woman yes, I did. gets I hit on all the time like an italian salad <laughs> <laughs> i told i looked him right in the eye and i said for me the italian salad you didn't yeah. call him tony stark and, and you, <laughs> oh yeah. wasted opportunity i can't I'm not clever. No, uh, you don't I have to be clever. Flirt. That's a, that's the point. All you have to do is that wasn't that clever. To go, Tony Stark. I'm not even that clever. I'm not even not clever. You, that's how ha- not clever you have to go off the social script just a moment. You know, say, oh, you know, I'll have the salad. Oh, nice T-shirt. And that's all you have well, to do. I always like the only guys I'm attracted to are way out of my league. That's there is no league. There is Cumberbatch no league. Cumberbatch is not out of your league. There's no league. Yeah. He's a fucking waiter at a shitty Barney's Beanery. Fuck this guy. He's not out of your league. A shitty waiter at a Barney's no. Beanery? No, I'm... I wish. In his next miniseries for yeah. the BBC. Yeah. Lou says that um, it helps if the waiter doesn't speak much English. I had a great time with a French waiter in my early 20s. Hey, now. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> go to a taqueria and just flirt. Mm. No, I think if you just talk to people, there's no league. There are no leagues. Mm. Yeah, girls there don't. Are there's no, su- no, there's no such leagues. thing. There's no <laughs> such thing. Those are self-imposed. It's a self-imposed idea. No. Uh. Right now, yeah, my my league is pretty small right now. Self-imposed idea. That's fine. I'm not in the Premier League, and I want to. <laughs> One in- of my favorite lines about leagues is from a funny little uh, made-for-TV movie called The, the Librarian. Oh, this the, guy is hitting. It's yeah, with Noah Wiley. Yeah, yeah. This he's hitting on this beautiful woman in an airplane, and she says, "Let me put it this way: If your league were to blow up, it would take my league three weeks to hear it." <laughs> oh, That's pretty funny. That's the first time, by the way, that the librarian so has ever been quoted for one of its lines. <laughs> I love the librarian. It's so stupid and fun. So uh, then, her league is self-important bitchiness. So it's like, well, do you want to be in that league? No, that's it's funny. That's a funny. Bill's thing. rant. <laughs> it's just, now, there's, there's you, no do you respond to flirting when guys flirt with you? Uh, if I'm attracted to him, if not, I go stone cold, like the creamery. <laughs> just bring my salad. <laughs> yeah, salad boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think I find a problem. <laughs> well, um, guys, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Um, we've had a great time. Thank you for the. Uh, Oh, PDG said, dorkiness can be attractive. There's a name for the trope in media. Adorkable. Mm. Look, this is your time. 
When I, I loved comic books, I got beat up for it. Now you're you're the face of a billion dollar franchise. You're this is Did your you hear time. that Marvel? My face. <laughs> <laughs> this is like there's yeah you can, you're worried about comic books and nerdiness and this this is this is what's selling right now. Yeah, yeah. I worried about it because I physically got the shit beat out of me if I talked about any of this stuff. And you, you know if you're at the pub quiz, you can talk shit to the other teams. You know. That's, that's one way to flirt with other people because you, yeah, at, everybody's getting laid at pub quizzes, right? But at a pub quiz, you're gonna you get some. No, but the, you're going to meet somebody <laughs> gonna, who, gonna, who finds gonna, that gonna interesting, get some. right? Right. Dorkiness and and Tolkienisms, yeah. like yeah. This yeah. is your time, yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, Lou says that there are definitely leagues. I, I agree. I think there are leagues. I don't. I disagree. Yeah. I think. People perceive leagues. Exactly. I don't think they are inherently existent. Right. Inherently extent. Um, anyhow, we are. Let's wrap it up. We had a great show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Zoom, by the way. Zoom, zoom, caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Our new sponsor. She's, she's on the brink of collapse. She's like gonna I'm crash. Gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna go to the gym as soon as this is over. I'm gonna go to the gym. And then you're gonna crash so hard. We have three minutes left. We have three minutes left. I'm gonna tell a little story. Okay. Um. <laughs> Marty's lazy. Starts half an hour late, tries to end 10 minutes early. Out early. Go Jesus. on. Um, so I went to Disneyland uh, last week. And Boring. while I was there, I ran into uh, this did woman you who was... your keys? Did you secure your keys? I did. I actually told everybody about your story. Oh, and they're probably listening today <laughs> to hear the exciting conclusion. Because I told them all that you would be rummaging around in the bushes and everyone oh, was I'm there. sure you would have so taken no prisoners to. and just hopped in there. I was so hoping that that was a story. I was so hoping that we'd show up and, and there would be a note that said, I'm no, sorry, I'm, there's no podcast I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a rule, f- <laughs> I'm a rule follower when it comes to stuff like that. That so. sucks, doesn't it? Me too. Yeah. It sucks. I so. do too. Yeah. But okay. that whole thing where I was saying I do whatever the fuck I want, it's just bluster. It oh, we sucks. know. We know. We know. We're sitting here. Fuck we know. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I ran into the woman who used to work at my job. Did I, I don't know if I told the podcast about the terrible story that I lost my job uh, at a law firm. Yeah. So I ran into the woman who was accounting there, and she no longer works there. And she told me that my lawyer had an expense account for how many malpractice suits he gets. Wow. 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 He's a dick. Well, why would you keep why would you keep someone on that's a dick and has to have an expense account for his malpractice? <laughs> right. right. If it's that obvious, if yeah. it's that apparent that it needs its own Well, he must make money. Branch must, of accounting. He must do some... Well, he has some very high profile cases, which is all I can imagine is the only reason right. he has a job at all. Um, but I just wanted to point that out so everyone knows that I am justified in despising these people. <laughs> okay. And how did that tie into Disneyland? And keys? Uh, I met the accountant there. Oh, you just happened she, to run into I her? I ran into her there. Oh, that's crazy. In the happiest place on earth? In the happiest place on earth. We just got happier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Come on, get happy. And, and how did you do the Star Wars ride? I really want to do the Star Wars ride. I, Star Tours. Yeah, I get really sick on it, but it's so much fun, I don't care. Yeah. Is that one of those projected ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and like it, Simpsons ride or the... The old but, uh, Back to the Future ride. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I went to Coruscant. I'd never been to Coruscant before. What's that? It's very exciting. Coruscant is a metropolitan city <laughs> in space. Uh, Isn't oh, that where... So who's York, from Coruscant? I don't know. One of the characters is from Coruscant, yeah. doesn't he? I only I only watch hard sci-fi. I don't watch... We don't watch fancy sci-fi. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I went there for the first time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, because those make me ill too. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I love Star Wars, and and also they have, it's not the same. There are like thirty nine different endings that that happen. Oh, I don't really? Know about thirty nine. That's wow. a lot. I'd oh. say there's about 
maybe 10 different uh, places you can go and, uh, it, and it cycles and then there's like different openings there's an opening where Han Solo starts shooting at the storm troop it's so exciting you guys gotta go to Disneyland and is it, do, they, do they have Today's do they have um, Disneyland. is it Harrison Ford or do they like digitally oh no 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 it's, it's all you know they is didn't it film it animated you know. no it's live action yeah okay um, well, I'm sure there's good. 3D animation in there. There certainly is. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Emily is at Emily O'Hara. Yeah. And I won't. Uh, I won't. I won't tweet you back. That's E M E L. I still don't know how it works. Yeah. It's a mystery to me. It's if just anyone like can make... emails. And no Bill is at Bill Twatterson. It's and... Tweeterson, sir. <laughs> I don't know why I never get that right. <laughs> um, and then I'm at Marty U, Dan Etheridge, and fuck Steve Kruger. <laughs> So, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. So please get your emails in. Um, give us a rating on iTunes and be kind to your parents, unless they're jerks. <laughs> if that's the case, fuck them. And to hell with Russia for all this bullshit. Yeah. Oh, and speaking yeah. of parents, Should Bill is about to pick his mother up from the airport. Yeah, eventually. eventually. She was supposed to be arriving now, but now it's later in the afternoon. Well, that's that's uh, a mitzvah for us. And <laughs> so... Uh, have a great time with her. We'll hear oh. all about it next week unless I don't talk about my mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's off the table. I talked about it with Terry Gross and Terry Gross only. And we will see you next Tuesday. Adios. Hey. Oh, wait. Pimp that fuck. Jesus Christ. I was expecting James to be right there to come in with a cue. Pimp that fuck. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.